0: Good morning. It is April 16th at (laughs) 4.15 a.m. I'm normally not up this early, but clearly I've been having a lot of dreams lately that have woken me up and I just can't get back to sleep. So I know that when we dream, it's our subconscious coming out to things we can't deal with during the day and so i i this is what i've heard is i believe that at night when we're calm and we're you know in that restful rem state that our spirit is able to share with us things that we can't really deal with um on our own and so we can deal with them in our dreams but before i get into that i just wanted to share that um Oh my gosh, it's 4.16 a.m. and it's 4 16 2021. Isn't that interesting? It's not interesting. It's not a coincidence. It's just part of my life. Numbers are a huge part of my life now, which is like a little clue. It's a clue for things that are to come. Anyways, it's just great. But, um, lately I've been having a lot of regrets about my life and I know you're not supposed to have regrets, but I do. And so I wanted to share a few of those with you, um, because I've made some poor choices in my life that have led me to where I am now. And I, um, I had a friend tell me once, she's not a very good friend. She, we're not friends anymore. But I was trying to share with her some of the things, how I was feeling. And she said, you know, if you were thin, you'd have a whole different life now. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? And she went off on this spiel. And I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, this in my, I'm not talking about weight at this point in time. I'm talking about choices. And um, when I was young I had all of these dreams that when I was you know done with college you know and I'd become a kindergarten teacher and the only reason I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher is because my kindergarten teacher was so mean to me like I was telling my students yesterday I said I wanted to be a teacher because my kindergarten teacher was just wretched like I didn't know how to zip my zipper and so she'd always put me in the back of the line I didn't know how to jump rope, so she like shamed me. I didn't know how to um, to um, fold a paper airplane, and so she made fun of me. And I was five years old, you know. So it started at just a young age being made fun of, and this was by adults, and so that was very painful for me. And I remember thinking once in class, "I will never go through this again." Because I'm going to be the best kindergarten teacher there ever was. Because I know how it feels to be so hurt by people's words. So, um, that really started to shape who I was. To, to do things, not out of spite, but to do things because I knew I could do them better. And the older I got, the more... um. I was being roped into these philosophies of my biological mother. My biological father was hardly around because he was a fireman and he worked like really long shifts, like 24 hours on, you know, 48 off or 48 on and like 72 off. So it's almost like when he was gone, my biological mother, that was her um, key to do whatever she wanted. And so he never got to see the abuse that was going on. And so I guess that's why he was in denial a lot, because he would believe her over he, over believing us. And we never really talked to him about anything um, like that, because we just thought, at least I just thought that was normal to be berated by your mother, you know, and then to have a, to be waiting all the time for your father to come home. In fact, he would come home. Um, he had, he drove a little Volkswagen Beetle. And I remember when we would hear the Beetle coming up the road and we would run out screaming, like happy to see him. And I think she was very jealous of that. But he wasn't the one that was doing the abuse at the time. It was her. And so I, I don't know what's going on with that. But um, anyway, I got to be, I went to college, you know, on my own accord and I paid for everything on my own. Got a job. And it was my dream to become a teacher, and I was so excited. I was so excited and so ready. And then I met someone. You know, I think it was like three years in, and um, and and we really liked each other, and it was really great. And so when I graduated, he was there, and and it was it was just a wonderful day for me because I knew my life was going places. We had talked about getting married, um, not in depth, but it was just like we really cared about each other. And it was just one of those relationships that, you know, that are very special. So um, um, when I graduated, my parents had bought me this luggage set and he wasn't there, but he had gone home. Anyways, I I think I can't remember. It doesn't really matter about that. But um, I remember her saying. I feel, I, this is college, not, this set of um, luggage is MTC bound, which is the missionary training center where um, if you choose to go on a mission for a church, that's where you go. And I'm like, oh, heck no, 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 no. I'm going to start teaching. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have my family. I'm going to have every, all my dreams come true. They're all going to come true. But I kept getting hounded by that idea I kept getting hounded so I ended up um, after that weekend I went back to Ellensburg to to work a little bit and to start gathering my things and to figure out my life and to start applying for places to work you know I was finally a teacher I had my certification now um, but there were still some things gnawing at me because I I didn't feel like I was a fully grown adult even though I was 23. I was, I just still felt like a kid. Like I didn't feel ready for the world. So I thought, well, if I jump into a mission, that will give me more structure. I don't know what to do. So I made some choices um, and I let him know that I was going to be going on that mission and that, you know, that whatever it, it, it just, I just felt like everything would work out because when you're that young, everything should. And now as an adult, now as a full grown adult in my middle, the middle ages, I guess, you know, being 50, I've regretted some of those decisions because it led me down a path that I didn't want to go on. Like not a bad path, but I came home early. There were some bad things that happened on my mission to me not because of me, but to me. And then my, my um, mental state was very, very poor. My back was out all the time. And so I ended up coming early on a medical release, but there was a lot of things going on at home. Things that my biological mother was saying about me that caused me to come home, which I'm not going to share on this menu, but um, it, it caused me to just pretty much lose it and come home. And I ended up going back to Ellensburg and, and start the healing process. But um, I just wandered for a long time and I just felt like I didn't know where I was going, didn't know what I was doing, you know? And then now as a 50 year old woman, I'm regretting those choices. I'm regretting not, you know, going on and getting that teaching job in Royal city, Washington, where I was doing my student teaching you know, I regret not getting married and having a family. I I have a lot of regrets. And and I know they say you're not supposed to live with them. But I do every day of my life. And I look at where I'm at now and being single and no children and my career is not what I want it to be. Um, But then again, I always know that the Lord makes things right. And I know that he is. He's trying to work with me and my choices and and what I did with my life. And I know that he's going to make it right because I've struggled. I've struggled for so long doing things, trying to get back on that path. And I feel like I'm on the path now, but I feel like I'm young, like young. Like I, I just wish I could. The kids and I were talking yesterday, and I said, I wish I could push that rewind button, go back to age 23, and do things all over again. And they're like, why? And so I was sharing with them just a few of my things. But um, I had this dream that I was working with a special education teacher, but I was also in the program. And the teacher kept sharing with me what she wanted me to do. And my biological mother kept saying, no, this is not what you're going to do. You're going to do what I want to do. And that pull from her was so strong that I listened to her more than I listened to the special education teacher um, that was trying to help shape my life and saying, well, I, if you do this, this is this is what will happen. And But she didn't say if you go this way, this will happen. And so I had this GPS thing in front of me, just like a little computer, like a little uh, telephone. And I kept trying to put my, ad- I kept trying to get home. And I kept putting my address in there and my biological mother's like, no, I know where you're going and I'm going to take you there. And so every time we ended up somewhere, we were on a back road or, and I was barefoot for some reason, I was barefoot and I was hurting. I was barefoot and I think I had a bike, but um, I kept hurting my feet, hurting my bike. And in the end, I was so frustrated. It's like, just let me put my address and the gps will take me right where i need to go no 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 just listen to me which i did listen to her for a long time and i don't listen to her anymore <laughs> um in real life but finally in the end she was i know we, we're here we're here and i could see my apartment building from the distance but where she took me was this skanky place with rickety stairs and cats everywhere <laughs> and laundry hanging out the window and garbage everywhere. And I'm like, where are we? So finally I'm like, just let me do it the way I know how to do it. So I put in the address, which coincidentally is like my address here and my address where I lived in Burley, which is weird. Put it in and then I woke up. So um what I'm feeling from that dream is you know, I always you I should always listen to my inner voice telling me what the best thing is to do for me and not let anyone else say, well, this is where you should be. This is what you should be doing. This is where you will be, because now I'm regretting all of those people that I listen to. Not all of them, just one in particular. To what I should do with my life and she's no longer in my life. And so now I'm having all of these regrets and I don't want to have regrets, but I'm just sharing them because they're hurtful and it's not easy to, to be this old and to go, Oh, I should have done that. Or I should have listened to me and I should have taken that job. I should have, because if I would have taken that job, who knows, you know, who knows? I could have been teaching for the last 27 years. And, you know, being getting ready, getting ready to retire, possibly. I don't know. But I, I do know there's a movie called Sliding Doors it's with Gwyneth Paltrow. Very good movie if you ever choose to watch it. But it it shows her and her alternate life if she'd made a different choice. Like she was on the subway and I think instead of going right, she went left. And it shows like this negative part of her life or there she or she, and then she went right, and then she was, so it goes back and forth for the negative and the positive. She all she ends up at the same destination, I believe. But it was just so much rockier, and she just would have made that right. And I keep thinking I should have made that right. I should have not listened. I should have gone with my gut. So going with our gut is is you know we we receive inspiration. I believe and I know for a fact that we really receive inf- information. And inspiration for our own lives and not anyone else's unless we're tied to that person, you know, through marriage or, or whatever. You know, like sisterhood, but um but I'm trying not to regret those things that I've done. Um, because it's a very lonely life and I, I know it won't be eventually, but it's been really hard and it's I don't know at 50 how to turn things around. All I know is how to just keep going and surviving and waiting until Heavenly Father, you know, showers those blessings on me that are coming to me that I missed out on in this life because I certainly won't miss out in the next. I know that for a fact. It's just the waiting. And and if, if I leave nothing with you today other than just go with your feelings, go with you know, go with what you know, go with what you know. That's a great title for today. Go with what you know. And, you know, it's sometimes hard to force that smile to, to be happy. You know, you anybody can look happy, but to actually be happy is completely different. So gosh, just surviving is not, surviving is not living or thriving. So what do I do now? You know, what do I do? Um, I don't know. All I know is to keep going to work and keep putting that smile on my face and keep going to church. And eventually I'll have the thing that I want in the most. So hope you have a great day. Bye.